more in being a Christian than just going through the motions like everybody else that doesn't know him, yeah? And you and I come alive when he breathes his breath in us and everything changes at that point. And we talked about, and we looked at, you know, we looked at the Hebrew, we looked at the word ruach, you know, that his breath is his spirit. You know, we looked at the Greek word pneuma, that it means the same thing. You know, it's air in motion. It, but it's those two words, whether it's Hebrew or Greek, it's the same word for breath. And we looked then, and I just want to kick off here as a bit of a foundation, and I'll share this and then we'll pray and get into the word. But Ezekiel 37, 5 and 6 says, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. Yeah? I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I'm, an, I'm the Lord. So until we receive his breath that makes us alive, it's at that point that we actually discover within ourselves that he's God. Before that, we don't know that. You know, And I love that little bit of truth for me. So he breathes in us, he's giving us his breath, and as he does that, that same word, he's giving us his spirit. And so when we receive the spirit of God, he says we'll come to life. So let's, let's see how the spirit of God works. Yeah, let's pray. Father, Lord, we just ask that every word that's spoken, Lord, would be a, a word that you have planned to be spoken. Father, that there would be words that would bring life. Lord, we thank you that we are able to come together with friends and family to worship you. I thank you, Father, that we just don't come into the house because that's what we need to do. But, Father, as your children, we come worshipping into the house. And, Father, we offer these words, Father, this sermon, our communion, our praise, Lord, all part of that, worshipping you. And we thank you that where two or three are gathered, there you are in the midst. And so we not only welcome you, we expect you to be here every time we come. And so, Lord, we just say, have your way. Have your way in our hearts. Lord, challenge us where you need to. Change some stuff around if, if you must. Uh, but, Lord, at the end of the day, I pray that each and every one of us would walk from this place encouraged, inspired, set on fire, uh, made more into the image of your son Jesus with ever-increasing glory. So have your way today. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Cool. So we know that he's given us his spirit, his breath, from the minute that you and I become family, the minute that you and I say yes to Jesus, we have his breath. It tells us in Romans 8.15, so you've not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. I I love that. When he adopted you, his choice you received his spirit. That's a really cool word. And now we call him Abba, Father. So now he's breathed into us. We come alive. We have his spirit. And the question for today is, what does his spirit, Holy Spirit, actually do for us that brings us life? You ever thought that? Just wondered that, you know, in those moments where, you know, life's swimmingly terrible or swimmingly perfect and you're you're wondering where, where God is. What does... Holy Spirit actually do that brings us life. So I'm really glad that you asked that question today because I thought I would try to answer it. Yeah. Because <laughs> thank you. I, I do, for those that are visiting, I do like a little bit of interaction and so I pay Ross really well um, just to keep the message going when I get stuck. You, you'll hear little comments from the side. Yeah, not. But 
I think if we can know and understand the role that Holy Spirit plays, if we can know what Holy Spirit can do in us and for us and through us, it, it, it actually changes the landscape of the lives that we're living. It just it changes everything because it changes our thinking. It messes with our thinking. And the stuff that I just want to talk about today, it, it's, it's not great revelation, but it, it should be foundational. And in saying that, it's not looking at what we haven't got, what we're not experiencing, what we're missing. But what it should be doing is showing us the heart of the Father and inspiring us and showing that there's, you know, there's more. There's more that we can walk into. There's more that we can experience. There's more that we can be awakened to in our walk. Yeah, There's more. So this is what I want to suggest, that no matter what we face or what we go through, we will always be a people that are alive because we've received his breath, his spirit. Yeah, alive to God, alive to the things of God, alive to be a blessing, alive to be the salt of the earth and the, and the light on a hill. Alive, like I'm talking alive, stand out, yeah? Not sucking lemons on the street corner and people wanting to give you money because you look miserable and you've got, I'm a Christian. Not that, alive, like you are a world changer. Like when we walk into a room, everything changes because we have the power and the Spirit of God living within us. So we have the ability to shift and change atmosphere because of what lives within us. So let's try to inspire ourselves with God's truth and see where we go. So let's see if we end up more hungry. The first thing I want to look at is that the Holy, Holy Spirit is a renewer. He's, he's a regenerator, Yeah. A regenerator. And I guess a good way to explain that is he takes us when we were dead to sin or separated from God and he now makes us alive. He renews us. He makes us brand new, yeah? yeah. So Holy Spirit can do that because the Holy Spirit can do... In case you don't... Holy Spirit can do anything. Did you know that? Like Holy Spirit is part of the triune God. Holy Spirit can do anything. Anything. I know that my son thinks he can do anything. It's not true. I know I tell myself particularly when I'm speaking to my wife, that I can do anything. It's not true. The cornice that hasn't gone up in my house for five years proves that point, yeah? I'm still waiting for some lovely family member to come along and feel sorry for me and say, hey, do you want me to fix that? Really, would you do that? Of course. Okay, then no problem. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't expect that because that would be a breach of, of a code of ethics and uh, we can't go down that road. But should God be prompting you right now, listen to the Holy Spirit. Um, he renews us. He renews our lives from just living to being alive. The Holy Spirit can do that. He has limitless power. Yeah, It's limitless. It's not limited at all. It's, it's limitless. And he's got limitless wisdom. And, and when you think of that, he's this limitless power and limitless wisdom, and he's willing to come and live within us. Like, that's phenomenal. That, that thought alone should be enough for us that no matter what we face to think, man, what is it that lives inside me? Yeah, Because this is what it means. If he's willing to come and live inside any person who believes in Jesus, that means we have access to this amazing power. Yeah, Access to his amazing power. John 3.5 says, Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. So Jesus is telling Nicodemus that we're born again by the Holy Spirit. Yeah? So I'm not going down the whole born-again message, but he's saying that true conversion, true change, because when you get God into your life, when you receive and when you step into his family and his spirit starts to speak to you, your life changes. 
You know, we call it in Christianity a conversion. You know, in English, we would just say it's a life change. Yeah. yeah? Like some Christian words out there are just a killer. No one knows what they mean today. My kids wouldn't have a clue. You know, sanctification. What's that, Dad? Means that you're set apart. Why didn't you say that? Good question. Yeah? Justification. What's that? It means that you've been justified. You're now just. Why do you have to use the big words, Dad? Because that's what they told us in Bible college. You know? Like, just, I've got to get off big words. I don't like big words. So, our, our true change, our life change, really has got to be one of the most and the greatest supernatural events that ever occur for you and I. He comes in and he changes us. You've got to understand the power, the spiritual power that's required to take a man and a woman who is separated from God and broken and bring them not just into a new place, but invite us into his family, seated in heavenly places. Our eternity is short, yeah? So much so that now we can be ambassadors for him, yeah? And as an ambassador, we walk in the atmosphere of heaven because they're the rules that we live by because if you're an ambassador for any sort of country it's the country's rules that you come from that you live by yeah so we have this phenomenal power inside of us just from the point that we put our faith in jesus and we receive our salvation a salvation that you know a separation from god is is a pretty good place to be saved from i reckon yeah so I love the fact that he, he renews us. That's how good he is, and he lives inside us. So he gives us this confidence now that we're children of God. And none of us would be able to even call ourselves Christians if he didn't renew us or regenerate us. So from the moment that we say yes and open our hearts, the Holy Spirit comes in, and he makes us brand new. Like One of the songs that we sang had some of the words uh, in it, lyrics. But the scripture that we shared earlier was when God breathed, you know, into those dry bones, those, that, those dry skeletons, they came to life. Yeah. They stood up. You, you have to understand that was us spiritually. Yeah. Those dry bones were us spiritually. So as he breathes his breath into us, we rattle and shake and now we come to life. Yeah. That's some awesome power that's living inside you and me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, I love the fact that John Piper tells us how dead we are or how dead we were. He says, you came into this world dead, not sort of hard of hearing towards the gospel, not simply crippled in good works, not struggling to keep your head above the waters of sin. You were dead, spiritually lifeless and unmoving. You know, like, oh, all right, thanks, John. Let's just put the nail in the coffin, yeah? But then we receive his spirit when he adopts us and now we come to life. Now these dry bones, all of a sudden, you know, there's this mind-blowing raw power in our life change in our conversion and sometimes we forget that because we take it for granted i've accepted jesus i've become a christian yeah for some of us for some people you grew up in a christian home it's all nice and easy but the reality of it is when he touches you the power that converts us that changes us is just supernatural yeah so no matter what we face, no matter what we go through, we just have to stop for a moment and think, hold on a minute. If he can take my life there and bring it here, then this, this too shall pass. Yeah? He empowers us. The Holy Spirit empowers us. I love this scripture, Luke 24, 49. It says, I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed 
with power from on high. Oh, this is so good. Jesus tells them that when we're baptised in the Holy Spirit, that we would be and will be clothed, yeah, clothed with power. Now, for the theologians out there, the word power is the Greek word dunamis. It's like dynamite, you know, it means marvellous works, physical power, force, mighty energy, all that sort of stuff, but it's, it's power, yeah? It's dynamite. Now, Ephesians 3.20, because we're moving forward now, yeah? Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power, same word, dunamis, dynamite, yeah? Same might. His power that is at work within us. So we have this power that comes upon us. I love the idea of being clothed with power. Yeah? I don't know if it means, because I'm slightly more rotund than some, that I have more power than you. I don't know if it works that way, you know, because physically I would need more fabric, yeah? So I'm wondering whether spiritually that means I need more power. But the point being, yeah, the point being that he clothes us with this power. Because we've got to understand that our God, God is not a wuss, yeah? Yes, male and female, he created us. So there is a feminine, gentle side to God that we need to get in touch with if we want to be all that we can be, yeah? But when it comes to the masculine side of God, he's not a wuss that is pushed over. The guy is mighty. He's strong. He's powerful. He can do all things. You think about some of the miracles we read about in the Bible. You know, Moses is walking along and he has a look and there's a bush that's burning. Have you ever started a fire and not seen something burn? When I was young, I've shared it in this church before, I burnt down a friend's garage. It was an accident. Yeah, We weren't supposed to do that. But you know, the thing burnt down. When we've done a bonfire, we light it and, and everything burns. God lights up a tree and it just forever is lit. Man, that's awesome. What sort of power does it take to do that? What about, hey, we're being chased by the Egyptians and they're going to wipe us out. So hold on a minute. Just let me slip my hands in between the waters. And there you go. Just walk through on dry land. This is the power of God, the dunamis of God, the dry bones coming back to life. What about when the, the Israelites are fighting and Joshua wants to win the fight? So he speaks to the sun and the sun goes, okay, I'll just stop moving. I mean, that's awesome. I'd love to do that. That's power. What about the sick being healed or the dead being raised? You're going to love this one. What about Mary becoming pregnant when she was a virgin? Luke one thirty five says this. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come to you and the power, it's the same word, the same word, the dunamis of God, the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. So the dunamis of God comes upon Mary and she falls pregnant. And that's the power that he wants to clothe us with. Yeah. yeah? And then we go out to the world and a bill comes that we can't pay and we end up in our beds in the morning curled up into a fetal position wondering how are we are going to do this? But we've got this power this dunamis power that overshadows us, that clothes us. Clothed. He never leaves us naked. That means we've always got it. We just need to shift our thinking and remember who he is yeah, and who we are and whose we are. Yeah. If, here's a thought for today. 
when we read this stuff, when we see this stuff, when we experience some of this, here's my thought. I reckon that's Father God's way of saying, hey, the day of Pentecost was coming. And I'm giving you a snippet of the power that's about to be bestowed upon you. Yeah, Because at Pentecost, they received the Spirit. When he adopted us into his family, he breathed into us, we received his Spirit. When we read the Word and we see all these wonderful miracles, it's God's way of saying, hey, by the way, get ready. Get ready, because you guys are about to be freaked out. I'm going to lay this power on you. It's going to overshadow you. I'm going to clothe you with it, and you're going to be able to heal the sick, raise the dead, yeah. cleanse the leper, yeah. cast out demons. Like that's, that's the God that we serve, and that's what he gives us. But maybe we just need to be more aware of what we're being clothed with, yeah? I mean, those things there sound like something that would shake the world. Because where the Spirit goes, He changes people into radicals. Because we pray for people, and we pray for them, and we pray for them. And then all of a sudden we see a healing there, and we see a healing there. And we pray for things, and we see things come to pass. And all of a sudden our faith starts to grow, and we start to believe for more. And so we start to speak more about the faith that we've got. And we start to share it with people. And, and we start to pray in different situations that where normally we'd be afraid. And people start to think, man, you guys are weird. You know, no, no, we're not weird. We're just Christians. He empowers us. You know, I think too often the church hasn't given Holy Spirit the recognition he deserves. In fact, I, I would suggest that many churches don't even talk about him. Yet it's the Holy Spirit that empowers us. It, I mentioned three weeks ago, and I, I so love this scripture because for me it was a revelation because I'd never seen it. In John 16, 7, when Jesus speaks, he goes, but in fact, it's best for you that I go away. It's better that I leave you. It's better that I leave you alone. It's better that I go take a flying fox, jump in the car, and I drive to Adelaide. Yeah, it's better that I get away from you because if I don't, the advocate won't come. But if I do go away, then I'll send him to you. So it's better if I leave you because then you're going to get the breath of God. Then you're going to get the spirit. Then you're going to be clothed with power. I love the fact that Jesus says, it's actually better if I go. Yeah, like Never in your mind would you think that because we often, I know as a church, we often pray and think, man, you know, Holy Spirit move. And we think, man, wouldn't it be awesome if Jesus walked through the door? And Jesus is saying, no, man, I paid the price. So I could get nicked so I could send the Holy Spirit. Yeah, It is good. It's awesome. He's clothed us with power and you and I can walk in that power. And it, you know what it takes? It just takes any believer to invite Holy Spirit to empower us. That, that's all it takes. And then we need to start changing our mindsets, taking captive every thought, and starting to walk in the truth and the belief that's in our hearts. And then the stories that we hear from developing nations and third world countries of all the, the miraculous stuff that happens won't just happen there. It'll happen in our sphere of influence. You know, um, I think it was two weeks ago, uh, during one of the services, we had an altar call and Mel prayed for uh, Judy. So um, for those that are our guests here today, uh, Judy is 
uh, slightly older than myself and she's had an ailment in her hip and back for a long time and there's been a whole bunch of stuff. She's been really sick for a year. And so Mel was praying for her and there was just tears flowing. In fact, I, I walked past Mel and tapped her once because sometimes as a pastor you try to keep the prayer line moving. You ever, no, like some of you maybe have never, you don't do that. And sometimes you have to, you know, like time's precious. Come on, next person, next person, next person. You know, like a, like a little, you know, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Thank you, that'll do, perfect. So anyway, Mel's praying for Judy and there's tears. And Judy went to um, this week, I think it was this week, last week, so it was last week, to the doctors for some tests. Now, she's been high in protein, but excessively high. It needs to come down. So she goes for tests, and for the first time ever, their things are where they should be. They don't want to see her for six months. She's been going regularly, regularly to the doctors, right? Then she's had some other tests that says, you've got your, your nails are cancerous. Your nails are cancerous. So they go to Melbourne, and they have a look at it, and they take tests. They go, no, there's no cancer there at all. This is after tests locally were done and said it's cancerous. That, for me, is the dunamis power of God at, at work, yeah? Like, her husband shares, because John's like six foot something or other skyscraper, and he's sitting somewhere over there, and he's praying for her um, while Mel's praying, and he goes, and the Holy Spirit came on me. And I just started to weep. And I just knew God was doing something. Yeah? Like, I love that. Because that's what's available for us when we realize that we're clothed with power. On our Thursday prayer meeting, a whole bunch of us were praying that we would see the miraculous in relation to healing for some of the sick in the house. And Ella, who was leading today, her brother was in hospital because his appendix had burst and it was like it was just a mess. Super sick. We're going to keep him in hospital for at least 10 days. He's in pain. So we, we're in that other room and we're praying, God, you can do the miraculous. You can do more than we can even imagine. We're, we're believing you're going to so fix this kid that the doctors are going to wow. He's home five days. I think it's five days. Like, it's really, really quick, but you love this. Here's a quote from the surgeon, because he came home yesterday, and the quote from the surgeon is this. His ability to heal was amazing. Because he looked at it and goes, mate, that's amazing. That's the dunamis power of God. When you're clothed with the Holy Spirit, when you step out by faith, and you just be who God has called us to be. Not just living, but alive. Yeah? Not just living, but alive. That's what's possible for us when we accept and acknowledge and believe and walk by faith in the power that we're clothed in. You know, I love the fact that Holy Spirit can be our guide, you know, which is really cool because he's like a GPS that doesn't muck up. Anyone's GPS ever take you down a one-way street? Like, seriously. Like, no, maybe it's mine because I bought it secondhand. You know, I still update the maps, but I'm still, you know, I reckon I'm getting stitched, you know. Like even the other day, I was taking the kids to play football in Dalesford and I'm following some other people that have played there before from our, our club and they're going a particular way and my GBS wants me to go that way and I'm looking on it and it's a dead-end street. But it wants me to go there. It's like, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to listen to you. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit never takes us down a one-way street. Holy Spirit only leads us yeah, on a right path. The issue is we often listen to the GPS that takes us down the dead end and we often ignore the Holy Spirit, yeah? Because the reality is that, here's the truth of it, yeah? Everyone hears God every day. Every day, every single one of you hear God. 
The difference between somebody that hears God and the person who thinks they don't is that you've just not, not realized that the Holy Spirit's speaking to you. Yeah, because he speaks to you the way that you would hear. He speaks to you in a way, the way that Holy Spirit speaks to me is not the way that he's going to speak to you. It's not going to be like that. Yeah, because I, I, I react and I do things you know, completely different to the way that you do. What, what motivates you is not going to motivate me. But the Holy, we're teaching our kids now how to hear God and how they can hear him in the everyday. Yeah, we just saw a movie here in Ballarat um, with a few, a few of us, God's Not Dead 3, Light in the Darkness. Really good movie. Anyway, one of the characters in it is this young girl and she has this dilemma that every, I think every Christian has had and she's praying multiple times and it's like, I don't hear you anymore. I don't hear you. I don't hear you. You're not speaking. No, God is speaking. Sometimes we've got to position ourselves in a place that we can hear, but we've got to understand that he's not always going to speak in a way that you imagine. You know, just like for those of us that are part of Mount Clear, we often play that, have that little exercise and play that game where we, we just say, everyone close your eyes, picture God, now ask him what he likes about you or what game would he play with you. The first thought that comes into your head is always God. But I have seen people say, oh, no, that's not God. Why? Because well, I don't like, I, I asked God what, what game he would play with me and, and he said, he showed me a swing. Well, what's wrong with that? Well, I don't like swings. It's not your answer. It's God's answer. Hello. That should even tell you that if you don't like swings, then you know you're not making it up. Yeah? Like, like it just takes a little bit of logic. God is always speaking to us, and he's always speaking to us through Holy Spirit. All the time, we just have to be open, because he's our guide. 1 John 2.27 says, But you've received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what he teaches is true. It's not a lie. So just as he's taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. So he helps us to grow in our spiritual maturity because he teaches us everything. Do you know what the Greek word for everything is? Everything. Legitimately, it is. It's actually the Greek word pas, P-A-S. And it actually means totality. It means whole. It means all. It means everything. So he teaches us everything, the totality of everything. He's our guide into all truth, every truth, the totality of truth, yeah? John 16, 13 says, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he's heard. He will tell you about the future. That's what's available to us so that we don't have to just live in life, but we can actually be alive. Be alive, understanding the power that's in us that's changed our lives, understanding that we've been clothed with a dynamite, dunamis power that heals the sick and raises the dead, understanding that we have a spirit that lives within us, a spirit that comes from God that guides us in our everyday life. Now, I don't know about you, I want to be guided by him. Like, I, I, I want to be guided by him. And if I'm to be totally honest, there are times where I wish I could hear him clearer in particular moments. But I don't think the issue is God. If I'm not hearing, I need to reposition myself. Yeah? I, I don't know about anybody else. I, I'm, a, I'm a creature of habit. So if, if something worked for me in the past, like prayer worked in this particular fashion, and then all of a sudden I'm finding myself dry, I'll go back to what worked before. Yeah? I don't know if anybody else is like that. What I've discovered, though, is God's always changing. God's always teaching us new, new things and new ways on how to hear him.
So to go back to what worked before isn't necessarily what's going to work now. And so we've got to discover how to hear him. Yeah, and it could be through worship music. It could be through the counsel of many. It might be a still small voice as you're just sitting in the backyard. It might be walking along the countryside and listening to the birds sing and the fish drown. You know, it just might be that stuff. Whatever works for you. Yeah? But it's about positioning ourselves so we can hear him. And, and the beauty of it is Romans 8.14 says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So that means if we're led by the Spirit and we're children of God, I'm going to suggest that the world will then know who our Father is. So I want to be guided by Him. I want to be led by Him. I want people to know who He is. And He's always encouraging. Always encouraging. He's always speaking into every situation. Always. He always has a word for where we find ourselves. And, and, and I guess I would liken it uh, to this, you know, I speak to my boys all the time and I try to lead my boys all the time and I try to encourage my boys whenever Mel reminds me. You know, we, we try to speak into their life but if you meet my boys, you work out quickly who their father is, yeah? And it's the same thing with God. If we truly walk in what we've been clothed in, if we have an understanding in our hearts how that works, when people encounter you, when people encounter me, they will know who our father is. I reckon that's brilliant. That takes me from living everyday, mundane, bulldogs are losing again life, to being alive in him regardless of what's happening over there. Yeah? Regardless of if I have a physical pain or something's happening at home, regardless of all of that, regardless of any trial or tribulation, I have a father that loves me that has empowered me, that has changed my life, that can work in all of those situations, that can speak into them all the time. If we're his children, then we have access to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And I think he's the best guide ever. You know, and if we want to know Holy Spirit, if we want to know Holy Spirit's guidance in our life, then like I've said, we, we need to learn to discern his voice, to know his subtle nudgings. But as we finish up shortly, I'm going to open the altar. You know, not for a Holy Spirit breakout, but just for the reality and truth of the word and who Holy Spirit is and how he works in our hearts and in our lives for that to become real in our everyday. Not just when we're in church, yeah? Not just when things are really bad, but in our everyday. Because he's available for us. You know, he intercedes for us. I think this is going to be one of the greatest miracles of grace. Paul teaches us that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings. Yeah? I love this because this is right down my alley. Yeah? Not my snoring that Mel would say, but there's groanings that are too deep for words. Romans 8.26 says this, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For, for example, excuse me, we don't know what God wants us to pray, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. So even when we don't know how to pray, the Spirit prays the perfect will of God. Yeah. So those moments when you're like, God, I don't even know what to say. The Spirit that's within us, that we've been clothed with, that's been breathed into us, is going to pray the perfect will of God anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter what our trial is or what we're going through, the Holy Spirit's there praying on our behalf. Like, has any, anyone here ever felt like they've groaned in prayer? 
I think my greatest breakthrough while we've been here in Ballarat was one day, and it was here on the altar. I had some worship music playing in here. It was during the week, and I came in, and I was just trying to read and trying to pray, and I was going through, I was just going through some stuff um, that happens in life. And uh, you know, sometimes you're just not connecting. You just, you're not connecting. I was trying to pray. I didn't have any words. It just wasn't happening. You know, it's, you're almost at that point where it's like, this is worthless. I might as well just go back to the office and do some work, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, prancing up, up and down here and I'm walking up here on the stage. And as the song's playing, I go to sing it. And I just can't sing it. And I find myself literally crying out like this. Ah! Like it was like that. I just looked up and saw spiderwebs. That's really bad. We've got to get those. Anyway, so that, that's, that's, that's what happened. And as I did that, I started bawling my eyes out. It was like this release. And I'm freaking out. I'm going, what is that? So then I'm standing here leaning on this. There's no one in the church. And I'm like, ah! Like I'm going for it. And the more I go for it, the more these tears are absolutely pouring out of my eyes. And to this day, I have no idea what God was doing, but I know that he did something. Like I absolutely know that he did something. So, so now I have a default when I don't know what's going on. I try it. Ah! If there's tears, all right, I'm there. Let's go, you know? Like God just did something as I just groaned. It's like our spirit testified. The Holy Spirit knew what he was saying out of me. God knew what it was receiving something. And I was being ministered to thinking, what am I doing here, you know? God works even when we don't have a clue. Yeah? It's not up to our brilliance. Our genius, our smarts. It's not, a, not about how good we are. It's all about him. It's all about him. At times we might not feel full of faith when we cry our deepest cries. But often if we're going through a tough time, you don't need to feel spiritual. You just need to position yourself where you can just let those groans out, you know. And just, just let it out with him. You know, what I love is even, even when we feel frustrated in prayer and you don't know what to say, at this deepest level inside of us, he knows how to pray. You know, that's the promise of Romans 8.26. That's, that's the promise. That's how Holy Spirit works. We have the Holy Spirit to help us through pain so that we don't just have to live life, but we can be alive. Yeah? We've been given an amazing gift. When the Spirit came to dwell in us, he brought the eternal life of God. He gives us the very breath of heaven. He infuses inside of us the presence of God. So just that, that thought, that line, he infuses into us the presence of God. I'm telling you, no matter what you go through, no matter how horrific it is, yeah? There's, I'm not saying there's no mourning. I'm not saying there's no grieving. I'm not saying it's not difficult. Yeah, I'm not saying that you're, you're, going to question, you're not going to question your faith and question God. But the reality is, regardless of how hard that is, inside of us is the presence of the living God through Holy Spirit. That's, that's special. Why don't we stand? Can I have the worship team, please?
See, no matter, even if we feel alone, we're never alone. God is always with us. Holy Spirit is always with us. There are times where you don't have the answers, but there's one within us that does. And there are times where you feel totally broken, but there's one within you that can carry you through to your breakthrough. Yeah. You know, we have a God that is so loving and so alive. We sing that song that he's a good, good father. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't bring punishment upon us. Yeah, he first loves us. And I often say here at church that he didn't die to save me from hell because I was never made for hell. He died to fix my relationship with him because I was created for relationship. Yeah. And in dealing with my relationship, he, he's dealt with the issue of sin and death and hell and brought me back home to him. He's a good good father so good that he empowers us with his spirit so good that he clothes us with his spirit so good that he that he moves his spirit to intercede for us so good that he gets his spirit to guide us into all things man that's a really good god yeah, i reckon the last song the last song that's where i'm going yeah if that was the last song, that's where we're going. I never know them by their names. Just that second song or that third song? Oh, but we only had two. Oh, okay. The other one there. <laughs> As Christians, we can literally sense the presence of Holy Spirit. We can literally sense the presence of Holy Spirit. And we grow in faith and we learn when we hear his comforting voice. That's for you and I. You know what? The world doesn't have that, but the world needs that. But the world can't get what we don't have. Yeah? We can't give what we're not yet experiencing. Because otherwise it's just a theology on a piece of paper. And paper's really good to burn. And unlike the burning bush, it will burn. Yeah? The Holy Spirit sustains us. When we experience grief, the Spirit cheers us up. When we're mistreated or persecuted, He gives us miraculous grace to endure. When we're accused or misunderstood, He fights our battle for us. When we make a mistake and want to kick ourselves, He, he lifts our head and pours love on us. And when we're in despair, He reminds us of His promises. That's His Holy Spirit. So I'm going to ask everyone just for a moment to close your eyes. Don't worry about the person next to you. And I'm hoping I'm not asking you to do something that's too strange. But God's Holy Spirit that He's placed in us and that He's clothed us with, we, we need to start to become more aware of Him in our lives. We need to start to realise the dunamis dynamite dynamite power that we have so when we face life's ups and downs we know that we can actually get to the other side yeah and so i'm going to open the altar and i'm i'm just going to have a very simple call yeah if you want to know the holy spirit more if you want to have that that knowing awaken within yourself then come forward maybe you're here and you've never accepted jesus Maybe this is an opportunity for you to say yes to Him because He wants to know you. 
He wants to place His Holy Spirit inside of you. So as the band sings, as they worship, worship with them. But if that's you today, don't miss the opportunity just for a simple prayer, just to have something awakened within your spirit, just to have something fanned into flame inside of you so that you can stop living and you can start being alive in Jesus' name. Amen.